0: Here we are. Right now, number 20. All this right. is Jeremy. Hey, how you doing, Jeremy? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Jeremy was a good sport. He His tea's really hot. Didn't want to drink it this morning. <laughs> Not yet. But you brought it anyway, just so you could have it in the show. Well, That way I could share. Exactly. I knew people were going to ask. That's yeah. why. If yeah. they didn't have it, they'd be like, where's his drink? But what are
1: you drinking this morning? Tea? So I got some uh, Irish breakfast tea. Um, oh, nice. Something that I... Think is a little higher on the caffeine side because I need it this morning. We'll Okay, tired.
0: I feel you. I feel you on that. Uh, I'm drinking my regular coffee. You're, you're, you're throwing me off here. We were just talking before we started filming that my son is having like a proxy St. Patrick's Day. So they're all wearing green at school today because it's yeah. on Saturday. So I legitimately thought today was St. Patrick's Day this morning. I was like, oh, I got to put green on. Maybe I'll <laughs> grab a green pen. And then I saw you're wearing green. You got Irish tea. I'm just all thrown off. But anyway, throughout the whole year. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. So Jeremy,
1: can you tell everybody like who you are, what do you do here? So I'm Jeremy, I am the data analyst here at Goulet Pens. So basically I kind of take the information from our systems and put it together to into big picture things for you guys to be able to make the, make the decisions. Yes, you cram everything
0: in a bunch of spreadsheets and databases yes. and try to make sense out of yes. lots and lots and lots of numbers. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so you brought some pens here, Mm -hmm. you know, but what's most interesting is I've talked before in like Q&A and stuff like that, maybe a couple of weeks ago, people ask like, hey, does everybody, you know, who, who works at Goulet, are they like really avid pen fans? And then it's like a dream come true when they work here. And I mentioned that like pretty much nobody who works here knew about fountain pens before they started, but you are kind of the exception because you were a customer before. So you got to tell your story a little bit because it's such a cool story.
1: Okay. So, um... I guess everything kind of started thanks to my uh, high school art teacher, Mrs. Richards, who got me into, like, dip pen and ink. Okay. And um, then a couple years later, I wound up inheriting my grandfather's Estherbrook pen. And, uh you know, it's a vintage, like, 19... I think this one's from 54 or so. Wow. Okay. And it's... So cool. You know, it's a, it's kind of a small pen, you know, compared to, like, the Nemesign. And... What kind of nib do you have on that, pen? Because so,
0: you can, like, swap those nibs out, right? Like, that was yes. kind of Esther Book's jam?
1: Yeah, so um, I have the, uh, I think it's called, like, the accounting nib or bookkeeping nib. It's basically the finest nib that they have. Okay, cool. Because so, cool. that's, that's how I like my pens, super extra fine.
0: Okay, so you're a fine, you, do you, do you kind of lean towards extra fines on your? Oh, yeah. on most of your pens? Yeah, yeah
1: any, any pen that I get, I get the finest that I can find. Interesting. Okay.
0: Is that just the way you like to write or is it a paper I've really small edition? handwriting. So, okay.
1: if anything like a medium, I feel like I have to write like this in order to yeah, get man. the whole you get wild. <laughs> You're <get> crazy. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so then having that kind of keeping an eye out for things over the years, I saw Gorilla Pens come up on the radar and so in 2013, placed my first order and so I was you know kind of a customer from there and then in uh, 2016 got hired yeah so it's you know kind of a cool experience to be able to go you know be following you know like the newsletters and everything and then be able to go wow i'm coming back to virginia so i can work here yeah this is really cool because you were living in georgia at the time right at the time i was in georgia yeah Yeah. my last job kind of took me all over jersey and texas and wow and uh, georgia and maryland so there you go it's nice to be able to come back home to virginia so you're like a you're like an inspiration for people because a lot of times whenever we post a, an open position,
0: people are like, "Oh, I live in Tennessee, or oh, I live so far away, I can never wait, Right? But, you know, you are a, a, a case study here for you could live far away, be a customer, and you yeah. know maybe end up working here. Okay, follow your dreams. There you go. <laughs> so has your has your um, pen interest increased, decreased, or stayed the same since you've started working here? Oh, it's
1: increased. <laughs> as has my collection. What a shock. So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, some people kind of wonder sometimes, you know, is it like uh, you start be- being around pens all the time and you get tired of it? No. No, I'm still very much into into the whole fountain pen thing, and, uh, yeah, I have way too many pens at this point. So How many pens do you have, if you had to guess? I don't need to guess. I keep a spreadsheet. It's that bad. What a shock. <laughs> yeah, also being a data guy. So. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> It's in the neighborhood of about 60 at the moment. 60? Yeah. I didn't realize you had that many pens. Not all of them are, like, so I have some, like, really, like, cruddy, cheapy pens that I got for, like, nib grinding and things to practice on. Okay, so, okay. Technically, they're in my collection, but they're probably not ones I'm ever going to really use. Okay, but, that's fair. But, yeah, but they're in there, so I count them. Yeah.
0: Do you mess around with any, like, nib type stuff?
1: Or? I do, yeah. Okay. Um, I took the, uh, the nib tuning class last year with Richard Bender at uh-huh. the uh, DC Pen Show. Okay. And uh, so, kind of from learning from that, looking up some stuff online, I've been I have a number of pens that, you know, like you guys have given us for free that have been um, like mediums and things. I'm like, well, let me see if I can make a fine or an extra fine out of that. Okay. Getting some practice doing that. Gotcha. How's that going for you? Not too bad. Yeah? Yeah. It's not like rocket science, right? Like the new stuff? It's just metal and, you know, practice. The hardest part (laughs) is getting it to write smoothly once I get it ground down.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. I feel that. But yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, do you have an ink at the moment
1: I'm curious I do I have okay. what did I put in there I forget I might have I know it's a I think it's a shade of blue all right let's write a little bit because I
0: want to see I want to see your tiny writing oh <laughs> whoops so oh, drop my pen Wow well, you do write pretty small
1: so this would be my normal writing if I were... Writing something for myself. Okay. And uh, so I have uh, Diamine Damson in here. That's what I got. Okay. So it's uh, actually oh, kind that's of like cool. a,
0: it's like a dark purple. Yeah, dark purple. Dusty purple. purple. Yeah, yeah. That's a good one. That's one that I haven't I haven't used that in years. Um, but it's a really good color. I like that one for like when you write a lot on one
1: page. Mm-hmm. The readback is really nice. Yes. Because it's not a
0: super like saturated bright
1: color. So and it's not so dark that it gives you like contrast problems and stuff too. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I really like it. Very cool. So, yeah.
0: And the other Esterbrooks that we have here, these are ones that uh, I had actually picked up, gosh, probably five years ago or so. <laughs> and then when you brought yours out, I was like, I think I have a couple of Esterbrooks. <laughs> I couldn't even remember what they were. Yeah. Um, but uh, you helped to inform me as to what they are. So I guess I have the Esterbrook J. Yes, which, which is, is kind of a. Slightly bigger. Yeah. And then the SJ, which is slightly smaller. So we've yeah. got like a nice little, nice little family, a nice little collection going on yeah. in here. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> And Esther Book was like, I mean, this was like the pilot Metropolitan of the day, or like the Longest yep. Safari back in the day. It was like more affordable. You could swap the nibs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, really popular, really popular style. There's still a ton of them around too, from what I understand. Yeah. So like, you go to pen shows and stuff, you can get them for relatively inexpensively, right?
1: Yeah. Um, I- Usually in the range of you know, like thirty to fifty, depending on various things. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: And you went to the DC Pen Show last year, right? Yes. yes. So that was was that the first pen show that you'd ever been to? Yes. So tell me what that was like as somebody who's like been into pens for a long time, worked here, and then got to see because you're you're dealing in like spreadsheets and numbers. You're not really don't interacting directly with our customers on a daily basis. Right. What was it like to see other like pen people all gathered in one place?
1: it was really cool and in a way it was a little bit of overload because there was so much stuff there oh yeah that you know like i started out going like really slowly through stuff and like really looking at stuff and I realized oh i've been here for two hours already and i've barely moved through like this aisle right of it. so i right. sound like going through real fast but yeah. then it just becomes a blur yeah but yeah it was just really cool to see all the vintage stuff there and yeah. see a bunch of the new stuff there so uh-huh. yeah i oh. wishing i had more of a an allowance to be able to get more. Always. Things. I think yeah. we all feel that way. Yeah.
0: Um, is more of your collection vintage or is it modern or has that changed or shifted? Cause we only deal modern here.
1: Right. So most of it is modern. Um, you know, I, I really only have two vintage pens, this one and a Schaefer snorkel. Okay. Um, and then other than that, everything else is, you know, post 2006 or seven or something. Okay. So yeah, cool. Snorkel's snorkel is pretty cool, right? It is really cool. Yeah. yeah. That's has... one of the few
0: vintage pens that I have. Just because the technology yeah. is so cool, I had to, had to pick one up. Yeah. I got that. It's
1: a really complicated mm-hmm. on the inside type of pen. So yeah, yeah. I hope it never breaks because I'll just have to send it somewhere <laughs> to get it fixed.
0: Yeah, well, there's people that know how to fix it, so that's yeah. that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, so what is kind of like your everyday pen? Do you have like one pen that you use or do you... Ro- I mean, with that many pens,
1: do you rotate through I definitely rotate through, yeah. so... I have a hard time even finishing out an entire fill before I'm going, oh, I want to change the anchor. I want to change the pen. So, yeah, <laughs> probably bad. at least once a week I'm changing out to something else. And I have probably seven or eight inked up at a time. Awesome. So, just I grab whatever's handy and whatever's yeah. kicking around at the moment. Do you keep them all at your desk or do you use it at home too? Do you, like, travel with them? Uh, I usually carry the ones that are inked up with me. And then all my uninked ones are here. Okay. So yeah, my sister was kind enough to give me a nice little, almost like a cigar box type stand and drawer to nice. to put a bunch of them in. So. Yeah, you got yeah, a nice I'm little
0: here. nice little thing going on in your desk. Yeah, there. that's pretty cool.
1: Um,
0: so, being that you were a customer first and now you're here, has your um, perception of Goulet pens changed at all? I mean, obviously you're you're pretty bought in here. Yes, <laughs> you've been here for a couple <laughs> years now. Um, what's different about it, like from what you perceived? From the outside as a customer versus now that you're here.
1: Actually, what surprised me the most was how exactly like it appears on the outside, it is on the inside. Interesting. So, yeah, okay. because you, know, you know a lot of times you get like you know a company and especially you know a face person that's like very much has a public persona, and then you meet them mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, that's not the person I thought they were, and or gotcha. you know the company's actually not. You know, the same as I thought you they You like were. peel
0: away the layers and you're like, oh, this is kind of shady, actually. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And coming here was, it was just, it was almost weird and eerie how <laughs> similar the public persona is to what it's actually like being here. Okay. You know, the people here are just amazingly friendly and yeah. just like really care about each other. it's really, really cool. That's cool. So, That's yeah. cool. That's good to hear. Yeah. <laughs> Promise I didn't prompt him to say
0: that. No. <laughs> no, that was cool. That's awesome, Jeremy. Cool, man. Well, that's that's about all I have for you here this morning. I really appreciate you coming on, though. Cool. Thanks for having me. I almost wore that, like, same type of flannel shirt. I think you have more, (laughs) like, accidental twin days than anybody else around
1: here. Yeah, I I twinned yesterday with Christian, and and then, uh, (laughs) yeah, so... That was almost us us this morning.
0: Yes. But I I just said like the sixth sense that you were going to wear a green flannel shirt this morning. So I was like, I'm going to avoid it. I think I wore mine yesterday, actually. Yes. But anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I did, yeah. Anyway, thanks for coming on, man. All right. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Everybody, have a great day. Right on. Take care.